That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and I hope you've enjoyed our summer tour as we've taken a night for every single team in the National Football League and celebrated them. Got some great info um, from some insiders along the way. But tonight, that summer tour will continue as we go back to school. And one thing I wanted to point out also, I kind of messed my whole intro up, is that whole little thing that we did for those 32 shows is we kind of just pulled the wool over your eyes because you just woke up. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We got football this week. It's here. It's draft season. Let's get it started. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! It worked for the rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy. It's time, indeed. It's time to get back to school, boys and girls, and get to class. It's draft season, and we're going to get you tightened up. Look, he's on the intro, and he pops himself in. I got to love it. Let's let's get it started. Welcome first to the studio. Nick, you got Flandern Macaronis. Hello. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for that. A little what happened to Jack Reed? Like disappeared on us. All right. Let's also welcome into the studio Justin Jesus Herrera. Welcome into the studio. Yeah, if you're familiar with the Dynasty Hour, you know that Jagger's internet tends to go in and out, so he pops in and out every once in a while. Okay. Yeah, stoked to be in, stoked to talk some Dynasty. There he is. Internet's going pretty good. Today. I just accidentally clicked a button, Justin. Yeah, I just clicked the button on accident, okay? Calm down, calm down. <laughs> I'm just filling everybody in. Filling <laughs> everybody in on the shitty internet that we both have to endure, sadly. Well, let's welcome him in from the Dynasty Hour, the Jagger from the, the Fantasy Blue Chip, we'll call him. Welcome in from TSS Dynasty Hour. Happy to be here. All right, on a little bit of a delay as well, duly noted. All right, so if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit a like, hit a comment. It's little things stopping you from doing it, but big things popping for us when you do. So we do appreciate you when you do that. Go to tssfantasy.com. Look at all latest and greatest rankings are up right now. It's draft season, ladies and gentlemen. Get Get studied up and go check those rankings out today. Also, go to our sponsors. Go to uh, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. We'll double that deposit up to $100. Also, we have a Jazz Sportsbook. Lots of great promos there. Use the promo code TSS. Get signed up today. And if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, 
Go to Pro Am Belts today. Lots of great bling for your fantasy champions. All right, we got a couple of guests in the building. I don't want to keep them waiting as well. Let's bring in our other two guests because we got some dynasty to talk about here. Let's bring them in. It's Trey from Fourth and Flex and Dan Toomey. What is up, gentlemen? First, we'll welcome in. Let's go, Dan, first. Welcome into the studio, my friend. What's up, guys? Thanks. Thanks for having me. It's uh, like you mentioned, it's a great week. Training camps in full swing. Hall of Fame game is this week. Canadian Football League is in the swing of the season. It's a great time to be a football fan. I forgot all about those Toronto agronauts or whatever you call them. Don't sleep. Don't Don't sleep on the CFL. No sleep indeed. All right. Well, let's welcome in Trey from Fourth and Flex. Welcome into the studio, my friend. What is up, everybody? Thanks for having me out. I'm really excited to get into this dynasty talk, man. It's a big deal. Yeah, man. Big deal indeed. Football right around the corner. Well, we do have some news to talk about first, gentlemen, to start things out. We'll do it live. Do it live. We will do it live. Why not? See, look at Jagger's doing it live, closing his door while it's live. Let's talk a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's start with Joe Burrow. I think that's a pretty big, I think that's because it's connected to so many other things with his calf injury. Certainly felt like a huge scare right when camp started. We had Garrett Wilson with an ankle. We had Jalen Ramsey with the knee. All kinds of things going down. Let's just go around real quick, though. Does that, how much of a scare does that put in you for Burrow? Nick, I'll start with you first since you're here on my left. Do you, uh, when you're going around to these endless mock drafts and all these drafts that we're going to do for this entire month, is it going to scare you a little bit with his Joe Burrow calf strain? With a calf strain? No. With an Achilles tear? Absolutely. So, so, and it, it depends on the nature of the injury and how, how bad it is. I mean, is it, is it going to nag on the whole se- season? Yeah, but it's, it's not going to debilitate. Him. So, is he, at the end of the day, he's Joe Burrow. He doesn't run a whole hell of a lot anyway. So uh, I think we're just going to be drafting him right where he's supposed to be drafting. All right. Thanks for that inside great analysis. Justin, what say you? Uh, yeah, I'm not worried at all. And I'm actually taking this time to enjoy everybody else being worried about him. And I will draft him a little bit lower than everybody else. Because if you worry about a calf strain – then, I mean, come on, man. Do, do you even sleep at night at that point? Because <laughs> everybody's got some sort of injury going into training camp or coming out of training camp. So, no, I am not worried at all about a calf strain for Joe Burrow. All right. So, is this a dumb – damn, am I asking a dumb question to you guys? Do you think this is a dumb thing or should, should we not even be concerned at all? I mean, it's it's not nothing. You know, it was a non-contact injury, which is worth mentioning because those are the injuries that are most concerning, the non-contact ones. Um, all the talk out of Cincinnati is that he's going to be fine, but I'll tell you one thing. We are not going to see an ounce of Joe Burrow during preseason this year. He immediately went on the car into the locker room, 
wrap him up, get the Michelin man outfit out, put him on him. You know, Cincinnati's got Super Bowl aspirations and they can't let something in August mess mess things up. So I don't think we're going to have any week one issues. But please, if you hear anything during the preseason about Joe Burrow not playing, please disregard any of that information. If anything, take advantage of the value because Joey B, he'll be out there week one and, and the offense will be fully ready to go. Trey, is he is he shying away at all here? No, see, and then and at first I was nervous, you know, and then with the cart and everything. But once I found out it was a calf string, I kind of started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I'm more timid on Joe Burrow, but he's also going to fall a little bit, and I'll be just as happy to take him later. Um, so he kind of fell right to where my uh, my nerves were. So I'm like, okay, he falls a couple spots, and my nerves fall a couple spots. It's a good spot still. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Jagger, what say you? Are you shying away from Joe Cool at all? I can't afford to. I have him on like three uh three contending rosters. So as like a dynasty guy, like wheels up, baby. But like it's like everyone else has kind of said, it's just a calf strain. We're gonna do a good job and take care of him. We're not gonna see him uh throw a single pass in preseason. It's like business as usual. Yeah, agreed. Totally. He definitely will be sitting side line. All right. Well, how about Jonathan Taylor? A lot of weird stuff going on there. Requests a trade, um, puts him on the pup. Now he's got a back injury. He doesn't have a back injury, though, according to him. All kind of crazy stuff. Zach Moss breaks his arm. I mean, I don't know what's going on here with Jonathan Taylor, but, you know, it kind of fits Jim Ursay's model of doing business, I would say. But uh, regardless of all that, like looking at this current situation, now we're going to get how this affects other Colt players, obviously, here when we get in our QB tiers. And we're talking a little bit more about Dynasty. But when we're talking Jonathan Taylor in particular, how far is he dropping for you? Because I know that's got to drop a little bit. Let's go opposite end, Jagger. I'll start with you first on this one. Where do you feel Jonathan Taylor is right now? Is he good at at his current ADP? Um, solely because he's a running back and what's going on, and I don't know where he's going to go or what's going to happen. To me, he has to drop. And I'm I'm a hundred percent like a zero RB or hero RB truther. So I'm a, a running back fader to begin with. So I already probably wasn't going to have Jonathan Taylor on many rosters. But that being said, since we are talking dynasty on the reciprocal, I would still try to buy him on win now rosters just to see how much it's going to cost to get him. So. Absolutely. Trey, what say you? Yeah, you know, I actually had Jonathan Taylor as number seven on my running back rankings. And and we while we were recording our running back video, as soon as we finished our top 10, we got the news about the trade and all the craziness. And I was like, you know, I literally just talked him up so heavy. And now it terrifies me. It really does, especially when Ursay come out and said, you know, if Jonathan Taylor's not in the league tomorrow, if I'm dead tomorrow, nobody's going to care. So he obviously doesn't care. Um, so it definitely scares me quite a bit. Um I probably am dropping him pretty far, honestly, if I even touching him, in my opinion. I, I just think that I might just go a different route just to be safe. Oh, yeah. A lot. It's very scary indeed. I, I got to say, Dan, what do you say? Uh, how far are you uh, dropping Jonathan? I'm I'm actually not. Um, so I was talking to a friend today, and Jonathan Taylor has the worst agent in the world. Um, basically, what's this boiled down to is, you know, he went into the season knowing that money is going to become an issue. 
and his agent said like hey you know you got a, a back issue let's let's take training camp kind of lightly and, and Jim, Jim Ursay said hey hold my cocaine I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse that on you you have a back injury we're not gonna pay you you know I think it's a lot of he said cease that type of stuff that honestly cooler heads will prevail in the end i'm using this to buy jonathan taylor all over the place will i only get one year out of him on the colts yes will that one year be electric behind that offensive line and with anthony richard you better believe it will be i would take the advantage of time right now buy jonathan taylor and ride him to a title for 2023 mm, ride that train justin what do you say Trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him, trade him. Jim Ursay, like Dan Toomey said, please, you know, take another line and fucking get on the phone with somebody and work the phone, man. Trade him the Buffalo, trade him somewhere else, put him on a team that'll actually make him relevant again. And do yourself a favor, go into a complete rebuild. Hell, sell the team. Do yourself a real favor. Sell the team. Get out of Indianapolis. Go to the Bahamas where you can. We don't have to worry about driving drunk or anything like that. You can just have a bunch of fun by yourself on your own island. Trade him. Trade, please trade him because I see zero value in having Jonathan Taylor. I mean, obviously there's value in it, but God, and when you look at all the other high-end guys, and then you have a disgruntled guy like this and Josh Jacobs that just want to be gone. Just, just do him a favor. Go get yourself a first-round pick or two seconds. Just do it. Just for the love of football, just do it. For the love of football, he says. Nick, what say you on JT? Yeah, uh, Jim Mersey is probably one, one of the most disrespectful, douchiest uh, owners out there. Uh, who, I don't care if he's not in the league, league anymore. It's it's Jonathan Taylor. Uh, am I going to drop him or low, lower his ranking? I'm going to wait and see to see what actually happens. What I think is, is going to happen is um, Jonathan Taylor is going to be the adult in the room, and he's going to say, all right, fine. I'm going to play my last, se- last season – do as well as I can, and then go elsewhere because nobody's going to want a disgruntled, uh, whiny run, running back who who didn't perform. So they're not going to sign him to a lar- larger co- contract next season. So uh, I think he's going to be right right where he is. He's going to stay in Indianapolis. He's and he's going to run the ball because they don't have anything left. Richardson can't play. I watched him for three years at. at Florida. He's awful. Uh, and Pittman's num- numbers are, are going to drop, and so is Pierce. So this is going to be your fourth place team in the AFC Central. And <laughs> the South, AFC whatever the hell it is. The Central. So we're going <laughs> to start. Everyone is aware we have a dynasty draft also taking place, and we just started that now. We'll be doing that as we'll be doing our show, um, so we'll keep you kind of up to date. And Friday when we come back, we're going to grade our teams while we get back to uh, what we talk about that on Friday. Just to kick a little bit more news around to you guys, Kenny Walker, he's dealing with a groin injury. Um, we know Zach Charbonnet now has an actual shoulder injury. 
Not really sure how long he's going to be out. So once again, I know we talked about this on the Seahawks show, but it's one of those revolving, I'm never going to draft a Pete Carroll running back ever um, situation starting to pop up again um, in Seattle. And in Denver news, how about today, Tim Patrick possibly um, torn his Achilles. No, he did. It's confirmed. And that is confirmed. Thank you. So that was earlier. So thank you, Nick, for that. Um, KJ Hamler also taking um, some time away from the team, um, possible heart condition for him. So um, so some issues going on with Denver. Um, obviously, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, not focal points, but young um young receivers that were expected to grow within this franchise. So that's concerning. And of course, we're thoughts out for KJ Hamler as well. Um, so one thing I wanted to bring up, there's a couple of guys that are still out there. So we've talked about, we're going to kick this around to you guys. We talked about um, guys that did some visits and some guys that should be certain places, but how about Dalvin cook went to New York? You know, we had Freddie. He was all excited. Wouldn't stop talking about it. He could Dalvin cook went to practice. I don't, I am no deal. There's nothing, nothing done. Zeke going to the Patriots. There's no deal done. So all Kareem Hunt's still out there. All these guys, I want to ask you guys, pose this question real quick. Who is the next one of these veteran guys that are out there that's going to get signed and where are they going to get signed? That's what I, I'd like to know because there's a lot of flirting going on and a lot of good possible puzzle pieces that could fit together. Is there one in particular, Nick, I'll go to you first, one in particular that you see um, that's going to fit and going to fit soon? Uh, I think the one that should fit, and I hate to say this, uh, Dalvin Cook to that ugly team in in, uh, Texas. That's the one that should fit because uh, that – yeah, yeah, that team. Uh, Because you can't count on Tony Pollard. He just came came off a broken leg, and the offense that they want to run doesn't suit uh, Tony Pollard's running style. They want to – they want to run them through tackles, and like Ryan Clark said, it's it's trying to run a Ferrari. It's it's trying to run run a Pino like a Ferrari. It's not gonna ha- happen. Uh, the only yeah, the other place he can go, and I said it on the group chat, and Cooper poo pooed all over me. Uh, if he goes to the Jets, it's over. If Dalvin Cook goes to the Jets, it's over. Right, it's over for who? Who, Nick? Who is it over for? Who? What team is it over for? That's what I just want to know. Everybody in the AFC. Who? Everybody in the AFC. Makes it over for the Jets? That makes – it's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, honestly. Brees Hall is their running back. That's their explosive guy who's going to be their takeover. Dalvin Cook does not make the Jets a over with AFC it's done with team. You're crazy. Wow, you sound a little butthurt. You. You, you took that personal. It's a smidge. Just well, a smidge. Wow. This is not smidge. over. I've never heard in my life. It's over. For okay. who? Everybody in the AFC. <laughs> right. Justin, what say you? Who's the next guy? <laughs> my gosh. Oh, that's good. That's a, clip for, that's a clip for tomorrow right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, it's got to be Dalvin Cook, right? You know, he's probably going to end up with either the Jets or 
if if the Dolphins up their ante a little bit and get smart and go get an actual running back, that can now they're too, too cheap. But I mean, at this point, if they're just gonna be greedy about it, and Dalvin Cook's gonna play like this role of like I need eight million dollars, then hell, at this point, Zeke could be the first one signed back to Dallas for all we know. Um, you know, honestly, I think a lot of these guys are actually gonna be like week one free agents and they might end up going the Latavius Murray route where it goes into the season and they need somebody. Somebody's looking for a player because somebody got injured and they're like, Oh, did you know that Leonard Fournette's still out there? Oh no shit. Get Lenny on the phone. Because obviously if he walks into a Patriots practice and walks out and Zeke does the same thing, that's obviously telling you that they want to know if you're in good shape if you're conditioned, if you've been eating the pasta for if you're getting fat Lenny and if Zeke continues to eat without going to conditioning, that's what they're looking for. And, you know, at this point, I think that the Patriots said, we're just going to keep tabs on Leonard Fournette and they're probably going to do the same thing with Zeke. I don't think it's a threat to Ramondre. I think it's insurance in case. Or, All right, or Justin, just so you know, you're on, the, you're on the clock and you have 24 seconds left. <laughs> Rant over. <laughs> Jesus. I can pause it if it becomes that big of a deal. Dan, what say you, my friend? Oh, okay. Um, all right. So my prediction is I think Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott are in a game of chicken waiting for one to sign so the other one can just basically make a little bit more money. Uh I think Dalvin lands in New York. I think Zeke lands in New England. I think the rumors we're seeing there are true. Uh, furthermore, I think Fournette lands with the Cowboys, and I think Kareem Hunt lands with the Seahawks. People are forgetting that Kareem Hunt is still out there, and with the two injuries to Seattle this week, they're going to need to bring in somebody because they've shown that DJ Dallas just isn't isn't what it is. He's had plenty of opportunities to be the guy and hasn't been able to seize them. Um, and then as far as the Dolphins go, uh, they actually – Let's look at their their cap situation now. They have twelve million dollars left in cap room, but I, have you guys seen what the Eli Apple contract um, numbers are? Because I've been trying to look it up today and I can't find anything. Because they signed him as soon as Ramsey went down. Whatever money Eli is making this year is going to come out of that twelve. So Miami's actually harder up against the cap than people are led to believe. Because knowing Eli Apple, if another another corner becomes available as a rental until Ramsey comes back in December, Miami's going to want to bring more corner depth in. So I think Miami is very happy with the running back room they have. They have Mostert, they have Wilson, you know, they're McDaniels type guys. He's worked with them in San Francisco. And they got Devon A-Chain, you know, their shiny new weapon who fits in exactly with the scheme they want to run. So my prediction is New England for Zeke, Jets for Dalvin Cook, Cream Hunt in Seattle as a bit of a depth injury insurance, and then Leonard Fournette to Dallas to work alongside Tony Pollard. Well, if that's true, Dan, it's over for the AFC because <laughs> the Jets are going to be the Super Bowl champions. Well, All right, Trey, about, what say you? I was say, what about Cream Hunt to the Rams? Um, so that, first, you, could, you could have brought that up earlier when it was your turn. Trey, what do you say? <laughs> you so asked first me one of guy. All, I do like the cream hunt to Seattle. Uh, I hadn't actually thought about that, but I think that's a good filler, especially uh, for the way Pete Carroll works. I think cream hunt would work really good on that offense. Um, but the Dalvin Cook thing, you know, I, I said on our on my podcast, Fourth and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast, I said Dalvin Cook, wherever he goes, is going to be fantasy relevant. 
Um, and then I heard he was going to the Jets, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Um, because I just don't see how him and Brees Hall can both um, be the man, you know. And, like, you know, it just it's weird for a team like the Jets to go after Dalvin Cook. I understand that Brees Hall's hurt, but he's a monster. And um, I, I feel like he can recover well, you know. it's uh, I just don't know why they would even look that way. I, I really want him to go to the Dolphins. I think that would be an explosive offense with Dalvin Cook. It already is an explosive offense. Um, but with Dalvin Cook, that team would literally – it would be over. <laughs> Coming to America's team, the Miami Dolphins. Jagger, what say you? What you, what what say you, Jagger? Give me some uh give me some guys. What do you like? Please keep interrupting, Nick. That's always helpful on a radio show. Um I I think Dalvin Cook is gonna go to the Jets as much as nobody wants it. Uh I don't have any Brees Hall shares, so I don't know why I'm bothered. So I shouldn't give a shit. But uh um, they're in win now mode, so that means that they will put players on their roster that they probably don't even need, considering that they have Michael Carter, Israel Banacanda, and then um uh Zonovan Knight, who did pretty well last year. And then after that, I do think that the Cowboys are gonna bring in somebody, whether Zeke comes back or they bring in Fournette, who's just fat Zeke. Um, it, they're gonna bring in somebody and they, they need a backup Tony Pollard because they, they they need to have that 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 two back combo. Uh I'm not gonna lie, I was gonna say Miami, and then Dan Dan fixed fix my thought because Miami clearly doesn't give a shit about having talent back there. So they're fine with what they have. So no, it's true. They might be fine with what he's saying. I mean, cause they want to be past. I mean, there was many times last year. I thought they were going to run the football. They were still throwing that pill. So, um, you know, that just might be their thought process is a throw to set up the run and whatever happens with the run later, who cares, but who knows, mm -hmm. Whatever. All right, listen, we brought you guys in because we're talking dynasty tonight, right? So let's talk some dynasty strategy, shall we? So look, let's. I I only got in a in dynasty about a couple years ago, and I'll be honest with you, I was dying to do it because there's no better thought to me than be able to trade all season long, all kind of cool thing. I mean, it's an actual fantasy owner year-long true experience so if you're a fantasy player that's ever thought about doing dynasty i would highly recommend it lots of great fun all season long let's go around to our experts dan i'm gonna go to you first give me some of like your dynasty strategies that differ from say a regular redraft or some other stuff that you uh some like best ball stuff like that so so one of the reasons I like Dynasty the most is roster construction and drafts are never the same. Um, you go into August and September, you're you know work like PPR league. It's it's um it's the same draft strategies over over and over again. And with with Dynasty, it's, it's every draft is different. You know, you could trade back, you could trade up, you can make moves. You don't have to draft in your spot. So. Every time you go into a startup draft, it's a different beast. And it lets you adjust on the fly or read the room, basically, is the way I suggest to go into a dynasty draft. You know, if you are going into a draft and all 11 guys want to push for next year and, you know, 
collect rookie picks and this and that, then great. Go win year one. If you're going into a draft and everyone's playing like redraft, they're trying to win this year, they're drafting old players and you just get to soak up that youth, get to soak up that rookie pick value. And, you know, you can really use the read the room strategy to take advantage of how your league mates are playing off of the draft. Yeah, and it's just like most drafts too, even with the redraft, like you said, it's usually you got to read that room, see where it's going, see where the draft is heading, um, just like anything else. As you said, as you mentioned, you're in a draft, somebody's, a lot of these guys are in a win now mode. You could say, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to sit back and build for, you know, in a couple years from now. Um, and then I'm going to start dominating at that point. So, uh, Trey, I know you're kind of new to the dynasty format. Um, but what's say use? Give me something as a new to dynasty, a strategy you use coming up. Yeah. So basically my mindset behind it is value, value, value. Um, you know, I'm obviously leaning towards the younger guys, but I mean, if, if an older guy falls and, and I get major value out of the pick, I'm going to take it. Um, you know, and, and there's just certain different things like in redraft where I would lean more, you know, as a, a backup quarterback or a super flex type quarterback, I would lean more towards a Derek Carr in a dynasty. I'm looking at more like a CJ Stroud. Um, who I think will I, I think uh, CJ Stroud will last several years and it'll be more of a value for my dynasty team. So um, it's just kind of you know tweaking your thoughts just a little bit, but not too much that you just go uh, rookie crazy. Indeed, indeed, Jagger. What say you? Um, a lot of a lot of um, what I do is um, for, for starters, I like to build through the draft. Like I'm a, a rookie scout, so um, I think that your draft picks are better in my hands, regardless of the level of um, uh, the talent that, that that's in a draft. And on top of that, um, a lot of it is always trying to gain an edge on your opponent. And I know that's crazy to say, but like you got to do the if they zig, you got to zag. And then um, you got to be, you got to know when to punt as far as like, okay, I need to pack it in this year. And how do I maximize my, um, my chances at getting a top five roster next season? Or it, I like to judge it by top three at dynasty. So that's just what I try to do. I like it. I like it. Justin, give me your dynasty strategy versus redraft. Uh, I mean, I really can't tell you much more than what these guys have already told you. Um, everybody here has been pretty spot on. I will say this. The one thing that I always go into a draft uh, saying to myself is take a shot. Uh, if somebody's going to give you a little bit, you know, you always take it. it. In Dynasty, a lot of the time when you, you know, everybody kind of goes into the same path and goes down the same, you know, way thinking the same going into a draft, get young wide receivers, kick the running backs, all that type of stuff. And so when you see Derrick Henry in round six, my, my intuition is fuck it. I'm going to go to win anyway. So I'm going to go grab Derrick Henry. If they're going to kick the can so far down with Derrick Henry, why not go grab him? You know, if he's my RB two, that's amazing. So I think that's the one thing that a lot of people need to really hone in on is finding where the value is, like Trey said, and understanding that if you do need to punt the season, go to the guy who needs the most help, kind of like what Jagger was saying, and trade with him and see how desperate he is to get some picks. Because if you're punting, the best thing you can do is go get next year's hot commodity. Indeed, I like it. Nick, you got something else uh, than anyone else got so far? Or? Well, 
the word value has come up and pretty much everyone has, has said it. So I really have nothing of value to add. So uh, I'm not going to say anything because everything has, has already been said. That's, that's, that's the pitfalls of going last. So next topic. <laughs> well, time is valuable. So, hey, you've got some valuable time earned back there. We appreciate it. Um, no, I think the biggest thing for Dynasty – um, I think Dan brought it up as far as just reading the room. Um, and, you know, as Justin mentioned about going after that Derrick Henry, I know for my dynasty squad, um, what I ended up doing, not just reading the room um, just with my draft, but with the NFL in general, um, I know with my squad, I went very young with my quarterback and my receivers. And my running backs were just like, didn't I have Nick Chubb, so he's still kind of youngish. Um, but other than that, it was just a revolving door of any kind of veteran I can throw in there. And that's pretty much how the NFL's been going pretty much. So I've been kind of running my dynasty as the NFL goes, build young with these young quarterback and receivers. And I've had a few, I've had a few young guys at running back, but really just grabbing those veteran guys that everyone's kind of given up on, see what kind of great season they have. It all ends up balancing out at the end. Um, at the end of the day. So that's the main thing. You want to balance out your roster. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to go through our QB tiers, um, and we're going to go through some My Guys and Sleepers when we talk about that. We'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them gingerbread sent Good girl. All right. Our draft is continuing. Some interesting choices. Again, we're going to grade these tomorrow or on Friday. But, you know, Freddie, just to open up, he went Jamar Chase and Garrett Wilson. Of course, he had to go with that Homer-ass jet shit. Um, so, Jet, Fred, I can't wait to grade that sorry team I'm looking at. All right. So, let's go. We're going to go. <laughs> So salty. <laughs> I hate the Jets. I hate them. All right. We're going to get through our QB tiers, but we might as well start with some my guys, right? I refer to the guys that played for me as being my guys. I use that as something of, of great, great meaning to me. All right. For some reason, I couldn't use my mouse pad, so my apologies. All right, let's go up. We're going to use our first QB tiers. This is um, by Fantasy Pro, so I'm just going to use their QB tiers, um, quite frankly, and not the QB tiers we made up. So QB tiers, tier one, Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow. Now, I don't know if Joe Burrow is does that calf strain put him in tier two i don't know but for most of us we're we don't even care about a calf strain um i know nick that one that your guy is jalen hurts you know i wanted to go last year because last year he was my guy 
And I wanted to go to the comment you made about you not believing in him um, and play that for you tonight, but I couldn't, didn't quite have the time, unfortunately. But go ahead and let's hear why Jalen Hurts is your guy this year. <laughs> uh, because I was wrong. Uh, last year, he proved, proved me wrong. Well, I mean, come on. The year, the year before that, he, he could barely throw like 50 yards in the air in the air with any accuracy he wasn't very good and then i was always a hurts guy so then he played this play the year out and then he was phenomenal so now yes i am i'm drinking the the jalen kool-aid uh i think he's phenomenal anytime you you have like 4500 plus all-purpose yards 35 total touchdowns how could you not be one of my guys so and he plays on my favorite team so again one one plus one equals two so uh i'm taking him because i think he's a mate I think he's amazing as far as he may not be one of the best top three quarterbacks in the, in the league, but as far as fantasy goes, he is, he's in the top three. Hmm, interesting. Glad to hear you say that. All right, here's the other tier two, because we might as well combine the two. Justin Herbert, tier two, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence making it, making an appearance, and Justin Fields as well. So, Justin, since we're talking Justin, give me your uh, my guy there in our tier one and two. Well, to be fair, if it was tier one, I would have put Justin Herbert in there. But what do I know? I'm not at Fantasy Pros. Um, but Justin Fields, I think he makes a huge step up this year. He gets uh, elite weapon in DJ Moore. You know, they have a run game mixed in there somewhere. Herbert, Foreman, Roshan Johnson, whoever they want to use. And they got a returning... Cole Komet with his seven touchdowns, hopefully he brings to the table. I don't believe the 4,000-yard hype that Justin Fields is putting behind himself. I I think that's that's great for you to set that mark for yourself, but I want to see it before. You barely hit two last year. I really want to see you hit three this year. And if he can pull off a Jalen Hurts-esque year, like, you know, 3,000 yards, then, you know, close to 1,000 yards on the ground, and a combined of like 30 touchdowns, he's going to be in that elite class already. So I'm really into getting Justin Fields in all my drafts this year. I got on damn auto pick sitting here not paying attention. And I got CD Lamb. I tried to interrupt. <laughs> Return the No, like Ron Burgundy, bro. Like I'm, I'm reading the script and I can't pay attention to nothing else. All right, Dan, what say you? Um, Go give fuck yourself, guy. San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> give me a guy in tier one or two. That give me your my guy. Well, I did wear the blue and gold for a reason today. We're going Chargers bolt up. It's a Justin-themed segment. We're going Justin Herbert is my guy for the 2023 season. Um, I actually wrote up a piece on him on uh, Dynasty Nerds last week going over the case for why I think he has a chance of finishing as quarterback one this year. Uh, the main gist being is Joe Lombardi was like a restrictor plate to Justin Herbert, and now we're going full Daytona 500 and ripping that bad boy off, and we're going full speed. Um, under Joe Lombardi, Justin Herbert's average depth of target the past two years, 2021 ranked 25th, 2022 ranked 39th in the NFL and anybody remembers his Oregon days, he has a great arm. 
In comparison, now Kellen Moore goes from Dallas to the Chargers. Uh, da- combination of Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush under Kellen Moore. 2021, 13th in the NFL in average depth of target. 2022, also 13th in the NFL in average depth of target. I think he's really going to open this offense up, and we're going to see the final form of Justin Herbert, the Super Saiyan version that we've been waiting for since his rookie year. I like it. I like it. Trey, who's who's your guy in there between Tier 1 and 2? So in the Tier 1, um, it's actually Joe Burrow because of the value now. Um, because I like uh, – it hurts it was uh, over Burrow in my opinion, but um, it hurts is, is a little too expensive for me. And now that Burrow has got uh, people wondering, I, I like the value in Burrow, so I would take him in the uh, Tier 1. Tier 2, I'm looking more um, – like uh, Herbert and Lawrence um, is kind of neck and neck for me. I'm not really sure which way to go. I'd probably lean Herbert, um, but I'm fading Fields. Uh, I just, I just don't think he's very good. Fading Fields, he says. I like it. I like it. Big take there, Jagger. Are you with us, my friend? Jagger looks like he's falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> he hit the good shit. All right, maybe we'll get that internet back up here shortly. We'll bring him back in. Let's well, let's talk about. I'll talk about my guy in there. It's Justin Herbert. I'm sorry, not Justin Herbert. It's Trevor Lawrence. My bad. Uh, we were talking about. I've talked about this already in our other shows. So I'm not going to beat it to death. But the bottom line is, he was decent last season. Um, a great fantasy uh, QB for any roster for you to have. Uh, the great connection with Christian Kirk and a year number two and add. Calvin Ridley, you got, and now Evan Ingram signed up for the long term. You got great uh, playmaker and Travis Etienne off the line to dump passes off to. I think it's a big season for Trevor Lawrence. And the biggest thing overall for them, and it's going to be a big thing for me, for QBs, that defense still kind of garbage. So guess what? They're going to have to throw the football, which AKA makes Trevor Lawrence a my guy. For fantasy all day long. Let's go to tier number three. Talk about these tiers. Deshaun Watson, Anthony Richardson. This is again for Dynasty. So we got Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Bryce Young brought him up a little bit. We got Tua in there, CJ Stroud, and Daniel Daniel Jones. That's all in in sorry in um. All right. So <laughs> tier three. I think he was just saying tier three. Yeah, I think he was just saying tier three. And since I don't have the controls over that, I will be pulling up tier four. But who do you guys, Nick, who do you like out of tier three? Or, uh, is he back? Can we bring oh, the there list up is. there right. again, uh, Charlie? Yeah, I like talk about that. So I, Jack, had, I, was, I was asking Jagger if he was back first because I want to see if he could get in for uh, – one or tier one or two, but are you back, Jagger? You want to bring in your guy for one tier one and two? Sure, yeah. Um, uh, I guess my guy for tier one is Jalen Hurts. It's probably not an unpopular opinion, but that's just because he's a guy that you can get at like the the 103 or 104 maybe depending on how much somebody loves Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase, and he can probably finish QB one. 
You know, like I, I know that Patrick Mahomes is uh, might be the greatest of all time, and that's what keeps him um, at, at the QB one spot. But when you come to when you think about like the next year or two, Jalen Hurts, it's hard for me to not see him being a perennial spot for like the QB one. And uh, I guess for like the tier two, it's a, it's Justin Fields for me. I know my tiers are like my tier two are two guys. It's Trevor Lawrence and it's uh it's Justin Fields. Cause after that, I think it's pretty much a, a drop off uh, and a clear tier break. So Justin Fields is a guy that people, tend to hate for no reason and I don't understand it. So he's definitely a guy that I have on a lot of rosters and I'm willing to pay the money for. So, so I like it. I like it. All right, Nick, give me your, we'll go around the room for the other way around. Give me your guy for tier number three. Who are you liking here? Uh, I am liking surprisingly, I am liking Dak Prescott. Uh, even though he's had a decent, he's, he's had a really good seven year career he said two two down years in that in in those years in 2020 and last season. I think this year I think he's going to to correct him himself. He's actually on he's actually my starter on on my dynasty team that we drafted a few few years ago. I think he's going to have a re- rebound year, and I think what's going to help help that is that they're really going to shrink the play, playbook down a little, little bit. Actually. Give him less less responsibility, and they actually brought it more in more more weapons. When they bring in a guy like Brandon Cooks, his job is to stretch the field. So they're going to find ways to get him the ball. And plus, you got CD CD Lamb. So uh, and now they don't have to force the ball into um, Zeke. So I think it's going to help him. So Kevin Wilson says Geno Smith not in tier three is a crime. Just so you know, that's from Fantasy Pros and that's based off Dynasty. It's Dynasty too. I think that's a big factor also. Dan, what say you in tier three? And I'll bring it back up here just to be sure that you uh, got a peep of that. Any of these guys in here that you like? Yeah, um, it's controversial to talk about, but Deshaun Watson is going to take a step back into tier two. Um, in this upcoming season, uh, I myself am a Browns fan. I was not happy at the the signing at the time, and I'm honestly still not very happy. But if we're talking about Deshaun as just a football player, he didn't get to play for the first half of last year. And I know when he came back, the numbers were quite terrible. But as somebody who watched Cleveland football every Sunday, I could also tell you that the weather was quite terrible in all those games. In half the games, I think the wind gusts were topping out at 28, 30, 32 miles per hour. So uh, the team has obviously invested in the passing offense with bringing in weapons like uh, Elijah Moore and bringing in weapons like Cedric Tillman in the draft. And they also haven't brought in any running backs to replace Kareem Hunt. I think we're going to see the offense unlocked. I think Nick Chubb is going to be seeing less usage which is something the Browns front office has been trying to do for a number of years now. And I think Deshaun has a bounce back to that 2019-2020 version that we saw, you know, just a few years ago. I like that. And listen, you're on the right show, my friend. We were we covered that exclusively here. My wife is a um, lawyer. She looked really in-depth into that case. I was really one of those few people that was big time on his side quite frankly, uh, from what we read and all the transcripts we saw, um, there was a lot of he said and a lot of 
bullshit as far as I'm concerned uh, for Deshaun Watson. And uh, with, that was from um, a legal perspective as well. So I couldn't say it quite you know, eloquently as she could. Uh, Trey, what say you, my friend? Yeah, you know, uh, for redraft, I would be fading uh, almost all these guys outside of Tua. Um, Dynasty-wise, I do like the Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray even. Um, I've got my eyes on in Dynasty. Um, but Tua, I think, is probably out of all those guys would be my guy. I know he's, you know, he has injury issues, but that team just has an um, explosive offense, and I think that Tua has the ability to put more points on the board with the, um, the targets he has on his team. Indeed. That was, of course, the guy I was going to say from America's team, the Miami Dolphins. It's Tua all day long. Listen, everyone relax. Take it. Relax. Chill. This kid is ready. He's, I don't know if you've seen him lately, but ooh, wee, he looks stacked. He got a nice sleeve tattooed on his arm. Tua is ready for 2023, ladies and gentlemen. He's ready for war. Bang the drum. It's time to a time in Miami. All right, let's go to tier number four. And again, on the real, though, there's so many weapons for Tua. Like, I mean, Nick could throw a couple thousand yards. I mean, who knows? All right, so QB tier four, Kirk Cousins here, Jared Goff. There's your Geno Smith, Mr. Wilson, Kevin Pickett, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, Derek Carr, and Trey Lance. That's wrapping up tier number four. Let's go around back to our guest. Trey, what say you in tier four? Give me a guy you like in there. Yeah, I like Geno Smith, man. Uh, you know, this dude was a top five quarterback last year, and I know people were saying that was, you know, just a fluke, and it's but the team has done nothing but get better. Um, obviously, Geno Smith's a year older, um, but he looks like he's uh aging like fine wine, uh, in my opinion. You know, uh out of these guys, I I, I lean Geno Smith, man. I think he's top ten quarterback on the year. Easy. I like it. Dan, what say you? Give me a guy you like in there. Uh, for dynasty purposes, I have to go with uh, Jared Goff. Um, the thing is, this Lions offense is going to be set to fully roar this year with all their investments. Ben Johnson returns as the offensive coordinator for what will probably be the last season. He'll probably be a hot um, head coaching hire in the next uh, offseason cycle. But the good thing for Jared Goff is this Lions team isn't going to be in a position to be drafting a Caleb Williams or a Drake May next year. And I know they selected Hendon Hooker um, in the later rounds, but I was never a big proponent of Hendon Hooker at the next level. Just that, that Tennessee offense was, is very hard to project um, to the NFL. So I think Goff is going to play the Lions into a playoff position and at the same time play himself into a contract extension uh, with the Lions, which is pretty funny because just two years ago we were talking about how the Rams had to give an additional first just to offload uh, Jared Goff. And now the Lions might have stumbled into a uh, franchise-type quarterback. Absolutely. An offense built for him, ready-made for him as well. Justin, what say you? Give me a guy in that tier that you like. Uh, yeah, I'll take uh, Jordan Love. And uh, a lot of people are going to go, what the hell are you talking about? Are you smoking the good stuff? Are you high? Did you share a gummy with Coop today or something? Like, what's going on here? No, I'm going to I'm gonna be straight with you. One of the smartest organizations out there is the Green Bay Packers. They draft Willie Wells. 
they develop really well. And Aaron Rodgers seamlessly fit in with uh, the offense after Brett Favre was gone. Now, do I think Jordan Love is going to be Aaron Rodgers? No. But do I think he's going to be capable, surrounded by tons of weapons? Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon's getting more involved in the passing game. You've got Christian Watson as a monster downfield. You've got Romeo Dobbs to do a lot of the slot work. You've got Jaden Reed, who I think is actually going to be low-key, a really good rookie selection for this year and going forward. There's a lot there to like, and I think a lot of people are kind of sleeping on this kid because he only got a one-year deal. But uh, I think something big is coming for him. I like you. Nick, what say you? Uh, my guy is actually not on that list. So do you want me to speak about my guy or just the ones that are on the list? Because I don't want to take any anybody else's guy. Well, then you failed the assignment because I literally sent you the show note and said, pick a guy in this tier and talk about him. I didn't read the show notes. Uh, I tried to do it on the – I tried to do it – But I texted is you earlier there, in the day. Is there a guy within that tier, Nick, that you can talk about? Uh, I would have to say Geno Smith because the the leap that he took from basically uh, back in groceries to where he was to what he did last last season was just phenomenal. Myself and everybody else uh, logically thinking individual thought thought they were tanking how do you dump russell wilson to go to geno smith uh and then he just come, comes out and balls out uh apparently it's good to be in the build, building with uh Pete, Pete carroll because they know they they know what they had so uh i would put geno smith and he finished fifth last last, last season as top uh fantasy quarterback so how do you go wrong with the geno smith I'm going to give you the L.A. Knight of fantasy football, Kurt Cousins. I mean, he just keeps doing it and doing it well and don't get the respect of no one. And that defense, I'll go back to what I said earlier, didn't get no better. We went through this whole summer tour, talked about all these teams. That Minnesota Vikings defense is still garbage. You don't have Dalvin Cook anymore. I like Kirk Cousins a lot, actually, to get out of this damn tier for this season. But again, when we're talking dynasty anyway, that's when it's like, I got to settle down. We're talking dynasty. We're still, you know, on the latter end of Kirk Cousins' career. So if you're in the draft, as we were talking about earlier, you're in these drafts and you're building that young team up, don't let Take that little flyer on somebody like Kirk Cousins that can get you some points now because you don't want to just sit here and and build for the future and never be any good. Ask um, Nick. You know, he's always building for the future and never getting any good. All right, so let's go on Whatever, to dude, the last. behind you. Here it comes. Here it comes. Burp, 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 burp. All right, we're going to go to the last tier. We're going to go to the last tier, and, of course, that's when we get to our sleepers. <sighs> all right my internet is completely screwed so um let's talk about the last tier indeed all right so tier number five 
This is where we get to our sleepers. Brock Purdy, Mac Jones, Matt Stafford, Sam Howell, Will Levis, Desmond Ritter, Jimmy G, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield. We talked about uh, Hooker just a minute ago, actually. Jacoby Brissett, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold, Kyle Trask, Jamison Wilson, Winston. You could probably add a couple more on here. These are interesting, and though this is when we're getting into these younger guys when you're talking about Dynasty. Uh, but, you know, again, who knows how they how they'll pan out. Dan, since you are our expert in the building on Dynasty, what do you say? Give me a sleeper for one of these guys. First, I just want to shout out Jameis for making this list. You know, I'm sure most people <laughs> forgot he's even in New Orleans at this point. <laughs> um, for me, Sam Sam Howe is somebody that I'm very excited to see play this year. Um, let me remind you that if we go back to the beginning of the 2021 college football season. You know how we had C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young this year? That year, it was Sam Howell and uh, Spencer Rattler. You know, how how things have changed. Um, both of them were coming off of potential Heisman um, trophy-winning seasons the year prior, and, and both had a fall from grace. Spencer Rattler from the fact that he's just hashtag not good. And then uh, Sam Howell actually lost all of his offensive weapons at North Carolina. So now we get him into Washington on the commanders, and you give him – a Jahan Dotson, you give him a Terry McLaurin, you give me a, a Dwame Brown and a Curtis Samuel. And the most exciting thing is they got Eric Bieniemy coming over from, from Kansas City to act as the offensive coordinator and kind of breathe some life into this old Ron, Ron Rivera squad. And I'll be honest, you know, as far as like storylines looking into the season, if the commanders start off slow, do not be surprised if Rivera's gone and the enemy finds himself a head coaching job by alternative means, if you know what I'm saying. So I'm very much looking forward to Sam Howe learning this offense for a full year and with these weapons. And I think he's going to surprise a lot of people for fantasy football this year. And if you come back just one year from today and Sam Howe has a top 12 season, where are we discussing him as far as these tiers go? Probably at least two tiers ahead of where we are right now. Indeed, especially for Dynasty. Trey, what say you? You got a sleeper in there? Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously it's a, a sleeper list. Uh, Ryan Tannehill stands out to me, and I know people uh, are hating on Ryan Tannehill. He's had a rough couple seasons, but, um, you know, he's got Hopkins and Burks, um, who I'm comparing to a Hill-Waddle scenario this year. I think if Tannehill can get them the ball, I think that's the kind of offense they're going to put on. Um, I really think Hopkins is going to open up space for Burks. Tannehill just has to get him the ball. I know that he can do it. He's just got to step up mentally. Um, and if he can't do that, then, you you know, that's that's going to really suck. But out of all those guys, I think Tannehill is uh, the sleeper I'm looking at. And and, and shout out to Baker Mayfield. Bandy is uh, calling him a sleeper. Um, I have a hard time believing it. He's a Tampa Bay fan, so he's he's dying to believe it. But uh, shout out Baker Mayfield uh, sleeping on him. That is a homer pick indeed. Yo, but did I just hear you say – Traylon Burks and and uh, Hopkins comparable to Waddle and a Hill. Yes, is the answer. Uh, not on this. Not on this show, Justin. What did he say? You give me a sleeper in there. All right. Well, I'm going to answer Dan's question first when he said. What what are we going to say about Sam Howe when he finishes as a QB12? We're going to say the same thing we said about Ryan Tannehill. Show me again. Can you do it again? And we're going to disrespect him just as much because 
Who knows? I actually liked Ryan, or I actually liked Sam Howell coming out. I did not like Ryan Tannehill. But the guy that I have, and it's a real homer pick, is Brock motherfucking Purdy. This guy has got all the weapons surrounded him. He's got a good processor. He scored really. He scored like right around where Patrick Mahomes did on the S two score, which is improv cognition, your ability to adapt to the moment. He is notorious for doing that last year. He's coming back from an injury, and you want to talk about something to worry about? This guy got hit today on his throwing arm, right where he was just had his surgery by Cleveland Farrell. Yeah, can we uh, can we get on the phone with John Lynch and cut this guy like right now? Somebody didn't tell this fucking guy that there's no hitting in training camp, especially not the quarterback, especially when the quarterback just had a major elbow surgery. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, you know, Brock Purdy, he's, he's winning this competition right now, and he's just getting back. And it's it's kind of one of those things where all you really need to do in the Shanahan offense is know where everybody's going to be. And he's got the mind to know exactly where to throw the ball, which shit. If you have fucking uh, 30 touchdowns in a season, guess what? You're a very fantasy viable quarterback and you're doing pretty well. So would not be surprised. Brock Purdy has a good season. this year. Nick, what say you give me a guy you like, uh, the only one I like in the, on this list, as far as, far as dynasty, is is Kyle Trask. You're gonna take take a flyer on him. Uh, I know he's sitting behind the corpse of uh, Baker Mayfield. However, uh, Baker's gonna play himself out out of the league here soon. He's 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 already. Uh, played himself every out of, out of every locker room that he's ever played in, uh, so he'll so he'll be gone soon, and I think Kyle just needs that one more season uh, to to blossom into a start, starter. Uh, now, last season he's only thrown for twenty three yards, but those were the most beautiful twenty three yards you'd ever want to see from a fifth string quarterback. And his time is his, his time's coming. <laughs> I like that indeed. I like Will Levitz. I mean, Trey mentioned earlier the weapons um, on this Titans offense, but I like them to fade away from Derrick Henry as this offense starts to go in its twilight. And who will be there for Dynasty is Will Levis. So we're talking about sleepers and we're talking about Dynasty. That's somebody I think you can look and bank on for the future um, at the very least because it looks like Ryan Tannehill's days are a bit numbered, whether they are this year or the year following. Um, you'll still have a long-term investment in Will Levis. So I like him for a sleep in that tier all right well let's go around the room thank you guys so much for joining us dan let's start with you where can we follow subscribe and get all your great content my friend yeah yeah thanks for having me guys it was a lot of fun um you can find me uh, over at dynasty nerds um, written articles on our website i also also host um a video series on our youtube channel the dynasty nerds youtube channel uh, we actually have a video dropping tomorrow we do a dynasty audit series where we take our members team or our, our, our you know subscribers teams and we break them down what they should do advice trades drafts it's it's a lot of fun definitely recommend checking out that series and then uh, on twitter at dan t underscore nfl i'll always be dropping links to my videos my streams my articles that's kind of like my home base where you find everything these days awesome well make sure you go follow subscribe get all of dan's Great content. Trey, what say you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get your great stuff? 
Yes, sir. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fourth and flex. We're the fourth and flex fantasy football podcast. Um, we're doing drafts every week. We're putting out top 10 videos. We're getting really hyped up and ready for the season. Lots of information pumping out. Um, you can go to solo.to slash fourth and flex. You'll have all of our uh, links there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those things, which X now, I guess it is. So. <laughs> I was wondering, like, what do you you so it's not a tweet anymore. What do you what do you you exit? You're doing an X. Is that they haven't they haven't figured that out because it still says tweet in the app. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering what that far with the plan yet. And it's too much fun to say. I sent a you know I tweeted it. (laughs) Maybe it's like dropping an O or you know X's and O's or something like that. I'm dropping an O right here. There you go. There you go. All right. A little something. We'll make it up as we go along. Who knows? All right. Well, we listen, we appreciate you guys for uh joining us right now. Like I said, we're doing our uh dynasty. It's a super flex and we got a few IDPs in this draft. So we're gonna come back on Friday. Um, we're gonna have Brian Scott join us. He's our injury expert. He's gonna come in, bring us all the latest and greatest on injuries. And also we're going to have a little spot from Judge Jordan, give you some dynasty guys, some guys maybe to drop off your roster before this upcoming draft. And we're going to grade this draft that we're doing and take a look at some of the strategies that we talked about tonight and see how well we implemented them. Bandy, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you dropping the O's on that ass tonight. We we certainly dropped some O's and some X's. We appreciate all of you for joining us and we... All right.